This is the Love Your Team podcast, where we discuss strategies for sales managers to retain top talent and build high-performing teams. I'm your host, Helen Finucci, and I've been leading and managing teams for over 25 years. Thank you for tuning in. In this episode, we talk about coaching. Is sales management coaching a myth? I know from my own experience that having a manager who is also a great coach makes me feel valued. I'm back today with Janie Wall. Janie is Vice President of Banking, Sales, and Business Development at Defense Storm. She joined Defense Storm in November 2020 with over 15 years of technology sales experience. Welcome back, Janie. Thank you, Helen. Nice to be back. <laughs> Yay. So, Janie, do sales managers coach? Oh, my gosh. I believe... It is the most under-prioritized responsibility of a sales manager. I think people all want to coach, but it's so easy to get torn in so many different directions that it often becomes under-prioritized. So what would be a motivator for a sales manager to coach? Like what's the consequence of coaching or not coaching based on what you see? The consequence of not coaching directly shows up in your results. I would say, especially in sales, you can say, we want to hire A players all the time. Everyone wants A players, right? To drive results. But there's so many people that with some direction, some coaching, some mentorship can be that person that is successful, that is disciplined, that will also then start to coach others right? And doing that in a way where you're not telling them what they should be doing or telling them as a coach, certainly telling them, do this, do it this way or do it this way, but providing some guidance so they can come to the conclusion or they can come to a conclusion to try something new or to try something different or to step outside of their comfort zone and not be have that fear of failure that prevents us from trying new things. But I believe coaching and, and good coaching can drive people to have such intrinsic motivation to achieve more than they thought would be possible, to try new hard things, um, new challenges, and take bite-sized pieces out of that and build their competencies and build their ability to also perform at a level with that new task. It's possible. Anything is possible, right? With will and desire to get there. Yeah. Well, what I hear you saying too, is I think you're distinguishing also between telling coaching, telling is a, uh, I don't know if that's coaching or not, but telling versus coaching. I think that there's a distinction that you made there and maybe The issue is sales manager capability. I don't know. It could be capability. Absolutely. I remember very clearly back when sales coaching was newer to me and I would be on calls coaching teams and we would listen to call recordings and I would jump into telling them what I heard. And then a mentor of mine helped me take a step back. And provide a different approach where instead of tell, ask first, what do you hear? Ask their peers, what do you hear? And then be able to share what I hear. Because part of the effectiveness of coaching isn't just to provide a different path, but 
you know, our ears are tuned so differently is for people to be able to change their perspective and hear what their peer says or their manager says and take it in and make sense of it so that they have the confidence and ability to try something different. So that was a a lesson for me in sales coaching is I had a great mentor that helped me with a different way and to ask first and share later. Right, right. So there's a book called The Coaching Habit. And at Microsoft, we have a course, a MOOC, a MOOC, you know, a virtual course called The Coaching Habit. And it's one of the best courses I have taken because it really is about asking great questions and just, you know, being curious a bit longer and suspending the urge to give advice. Mm. Critically listening versus active listening. Yeah. Yes. It's incredible when you change your approach, the results that can happen, the magic that can happen from that. You know, there's no greater success for me than working with people where, you know, they either move up or move on and they've been able to achieve something different. You know, no one wants to lose people on your team, but I feel like if you've coached and you've done a good job of coaching and mentoring, they will move on if they're aspired to do or be something else. And isn't that the greatest compliment when you can, perhaps you were a part of empowering them to color outside the lines and try something new. And that's what I talk about with my team all the time. What do you want to do? Who do you want to be in this company? What interests you? And then let's foster that, right? Uh, I think that's really important when you're working with people and you're coaching them, right? To really have their best interest at heart, but also achieving business goals. Right. Yeah. Being part of their career journey. Mm -hmm. Um, You talked about also the, I think if you're asking good questions and they're kind of coming to some conclusion themselves or the light bulb moment, it actually creates more intrinsic motivation. Are you seeing that that's more, a more powerful approach? Oh, definitely more powerful. And people need to believe, right? They need to trust you and they need to believe to try. And someone can tell me to do something and tell me it's a better way to do something. But if I don't have a voice in that, then you're blindly trusting with uncertainty. And I believe when breaking down coaching and helping people be successful, it really is about breaking it down into small manageable pieces and allowing people to see success in the small bits of the greater picture and coaching to the small manageable pieces that you can coach to. So you can see success early and often and to build that intrinsic motivation, people need to see success early and often. You know, I will share if you coach to the entire sales call or to the entire cold call, it's really hard as human beings and human behavior to take everything in and execute. It's really setting unrealistic expectations. And I share that with the team and and the methodology of, of the way I look at coaching to say, we're going to take this in small pieces and this is what we're going to focus on. So let's talk about this piece. What do you hear? What do you see? How do you think we can change it? What can be done differently? And then go out and execute simply against that. 
and a sales manager, you need to stay in that lane because you have a higher probability of success if you do until that skill is mastered and they see success and it just continues to build intrinsic motivation. They'll have more confidence and courage to try the next step. You see your sellers incorporating coaching into their conversations with their customers? All the time. Wow. Because no one wants to be told what to do. So tell me more about that. One of the things that we work on a lot is truly understanding where your customer is and meeting them on that journey, right? Rather than having them be part of your journey. And part of that comes from asking good questions and understanding where they are at and then being able to provide subject matter expertise. For example, in cybersecurity, a constantly changing and evolving landscape. People are researching all the time, digging into it all the time. And to share with them on, in our particular case, about an information security policy, right? Right. Or having those conversations with their board and executive teams and attaching that to what really matters for the whole financial institution and not just for their department. And we do that every single day. And by asking them how they see how that attaches, how do you see how this problem attaches to this risk for the institution or this goal of the institution and have them tell you what that means to them, not having us tell them what our perception of what that means. So we are constantly having these conversations depending on, well, in sales in particular, depending on who you're working with in the sales cycle, who you're speaking with, and really having an honest conversation about how can I help you? Mm -hmm. What are parts that you need to get clarity on, regardless of us, but you need to get clarity on and how can I help you get clarity on that? It's really powerful from a really authentic place where you're not just selling, you're really solving problems. So we do that internally. You practice what you preach and our reps certainly do that and try to help our customers or potential customers do the very same thing. You know, we started out in the last episode, you talked about how what you're doing is building community and wanting to treat your customers how they're wanting to treat their customers. And so it seems like this is kind of a virtuous circle of, you know, interaction from trust, coaching, communicating, modeling, you know, your company's theme, I really get the sense that your company is really an amazing culture and is really dedicated to the people, but, and the customer, and that that permeates also the sellers and how they interact with the customers. Yeah, absolutely. And we have those conversations openly, 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 (laughs) internally, right? We have them and we talk about how do we help them? So how do I help people? How do I help reps so that they can help the customer? Right. I think Richard Branson says, take care of your people and your people will take care of the customer. And it starts with action, right? If it's not just words, it's action. And if you're coaching, if you're having conversations internally, it becomes a part of every single day of every single day (laughs) that you go to work. And so it's easier for sales reps to have those conversations with the prospects because it is the culture internally of what we do all the time. 
just becomes perhaps a little bit more second nature than awkward or tough. Super insightful, Janie. So one final question for you. What Mm. is your personal brand? Mm. It's a good question. (laughs) For me, really being the person that the team can rely on to solve problems, to lead honestly and authentically. I pride myself as being known as a mentor and a coach, being approachable and always, you know, willing and ready and able to help, whether you're my peer, whether you're someone on my team, or you're someone I report to or an executive in the company. I'm always looking for a way to collaborate so we can make each other better. You know, at the end of the day, we are all humans and we're all invested in the success of the team. And so I believe in leading honestly and authentically and really knowing that the person that I'm working with, regardless of role in the company, is a human. And how do we work together to reach a common goal? Fantastic. Well, let's leave it there. And I thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. And, you know, what we learned today is the power of coaching to drive not only results, but also a strong team culture and also skills really for your, that your sellers can take and when they're speaking with their customers. So thank you for listening. And remember, be sure to subscribe to the Love Your Team podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.